0: Hey St. Paul, welcome to episode 10. Of our study on the Holy Spirit, specifically around the uh, sustaining and maintaining power and that significance of what that means for us today as individuals who are a part of God's family. Uh, today, I'm um, once again joined with Emily Trotter. And uh, Emily, good day to you.
1: Good day. Well, if anybody has come across me in the past few weeks, I have told them to read the book Inner Wild. Um, And today it is our great pleasure to have Carlos Whitaker, Los Whit, with us um, via Zoom. Um, I wish it was in person. I'd I'd love to pick his brain about um, so many different things. And he doesn't know it, but we're already best friends. So um... (laughs) I know it it already. Okay, good. See, see. Um, No, I, I. just randomly decided that I was going to email uh, the contact Carlos email in his bio, and lo and behold, if they didn't answer and say yeah, we'd love it. So thank you so much.
2: You're so welcome. Thanks for thanks for giving me the honor to hang out for you.
1: Well, and I wanted to tell you, I, I thought about this yesterday. Inner Wild and then Moment Maker. I, I've yet to read um, Kill the Spider, but I wanted to say, you know, I and i was telling someone this this morning and and bear with me on my reference here you know when mary comes to elizabeth and john the baptist in her womb jumps i kind of felt that reading your words like the jesus in me was just joyous about the words and Jesus pouring out through you in these books. So um, when we were talking, we've been talking about the Holy spirit, you know, we thought it'd be a few weeks and here we are on week 10. And when I picked up Inner wild, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is it. This is what we've been talking about and how you enter into that. How did you, I mean, how did you come up with this entering wild?
2: Yeah. You know, um, I just knew that for so long I had been I had been living a a, a nice happy buttoned up Christian life like yeah. like a life that like was like oh okay like yeah I mean I, I, I read my bible I pray I see prayers answered I go to church I feel goosebumps when I sing my favorite worship songs like hey things got to be things have got to be right but I don't think I no I don't it's not I don't think at the moment uh, that this kind of all came to revelation for me I I realized that I'd met a couple people who were really tapped into the presence of Holy Spirit and in, in ways that I I never was and it really came from my 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 healing with my anxiety and depression and starting to like realize that I've done everything I could in, in the natural I've done I did everything I did the diet the exercise the you know the doctors the medicine the therapist all of it and I'd gotten better but I hadn't gotten healed
1: yeah. and
2: every time every time I'd, I'd read John ten ten, there was like this promise for abundance and life to the full and I just was like this can't be it like this can't be it and so I met a man named John who I you know I talk about in my book who is really is John introduced- a real person <laughs> Oh yeah. I kept waiting oh, yeah. for him
1: to be like a heavenly being that just disappeared. <laughs> I know.
2: I know. I, every time, every time he emails me back or texts me, I'm like, okay, he is real. Um, <laughs> you know, but, but John, yeah, John took me through a, you know, I've done various work, inner healing work before, but this was, this was the one man. He he, he took me through a inner healing process where we really tapped into the presence of the Holy Spirit. And this was like 2016, 2017. Um, and when I saw the power of Holy Spirit to bring, at, like, lasting freedom in my anxiety, that's when I was like, oh, okay, oh, okay, I've been missing, I've been missing the person of Holy Spirit in in my relationship for far too long. The uh, the 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 ability to tap into and to have conversational intimacy with Him uh, was just non-existent in my life. And so from that point, that really accelerated me. That was right when we started we changed churches to a church that was uh, really speaking about Holy Spirit and, um, just, just in a, in a more upfront way. Um, and things, everything changed. And that's when, you know, the idea for the book came in. So. Wow.
1: And I love that your redneck tie, that story. Um, yeah. you know, it, cause when I was a teenager, a youth worker for my youth group, one time I said, you know, his name was Bobby. And I said, so Bobby Smith, if you're listening, this is about you. Uh, Bobby, I want to know, I want the Lord to tell me that I'm going to be fine, that I'm going to be successful, that I'm going to have a family, that I'm going to have a husband that adores me. I want the Lord to tell me all those things. And Bobby said, Emily, how do you know? He just didn't tell you that. And so when you were talking about Alex and what does God say we should have for lunch? I was like, oh my gosh, that's that moment. And I, you know, people don't understand. So is that what you do when people ask you how to, how to hear the spirit?
2: Oh yeah. I, I I like right then and there. I was like, okay, we're going to do it right now. And they're always like, <laughs> they always they're like, Wait, 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 what do you mean? Like, like I want to, I want to learn how to hear the voice of God. I want to learn how to hear uh, from Holy spirit. So like, get, like, aren't you going to be a Bible study and like maybe two months worth of work so that I can finally at the end prepare myself to get up the nerves to ask a question. And I'm like, no, we're just going to do it right now. You know? And so it's, uh, I mean, it is just, it, and just the stories that I have of, people sitting on my sofa or in my boat or in my car with me. And I'm like, okay, no, we're going to ask Holy spirit right now to take us, take us somewhere, give us a memory. And just the, the rapid healing that happens, the acceleration of healing that happens when people are brave enough, right. to risk not healing, you know, and, and that's the thing. The, the reason why most people um, don't get specific with Holy spirit is just quite simply because they're scared. He's not going to answer that. that that's it. I mean, that that's the only thing keeping us away. And so, when people can risk a little bit um, and start getting specific, that's when their minds start getting blown.
1: Yeah, that you, you're bringing up all my favorite points of yours because <laughs> that prayer, the not casting a wide net, and because we've I've referenced this um, that before in the in the previous weeks with our study, but um, mm-hmm. or our discussion about the Holy Spirit was you know don't cast a wide net. Carlo yeah. says you got to be specific. You know, he brings the point that you got to be specific. Do you think that the more specific you are, the better at listening you become? Yeah, that's a good question. I've never heard it that way. I, I think so. I think that, um, you know, I think
2: w- when we pray vague all the time, we're just lazy. Like, like we we don't have to listen. We can turn our ears off and just kind of hope that things get better, you know, as opposed to like getting very specific now you're having to really listen with not only your ears but your eyes your heart your mind you know you're having to really pay attention to all the little things around you to see glimpses of whatever you've asked answered and you know it, but you know I'll, I'll sit here and i'll say i'm not you know i may know how to do this stuff but i'm i'm not like i'm not a monk that like walks around <laughs> and, like, i'm just like perfect and it's like you know i've been going through something even the last few weeks that all of a sudden today i was like oh my gosh like I've been dealing with something for two weeks that I've, I've done everything in my own power to fix. And I've not once actually stopped and gotten specific with Holy spirit to fix it. And it just is mind blowing. I wrote the freaking book, you know, and, <laughs> and, and here I am like having to like remind, hit myself over the head with my book. Like, like no Carlos, like remember. Um, and uh, yeah, so this, this is, it's a journey. It's not, it's not a one and done thing. You know, we're human. Uh, we're, we're, it takes practice. I tell people all the time too, it takes practice. Listening yeah. takes practice. Uh, listening in real life takes practice. Listening to my 14 year old talk about Fortnite takes practice. So, like, I'm getting Amen. Better, Amen. You know, I'm getting better at at, um, at listening to him talk about that. I'm getting more interested, you know, and so, like,
1: it just takes practice. John, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm monopolizing the whole thing.
0: No, absolutely uh, not. I, I enjoy the conversation. And, and, Carlos, back to John, I got to tell you, um, that is the part of the book that stretched me the most yeah. I really appreciate your um, your vulnerability in this book I, I really do I've put down a number of books because they just seem superficial um, your sure. vulnerability, your honesty, and besides the fact of you being a great storyteller, I, I just, I was ready to see, okay, what happens next? And then the next chapter doesn't say anything about John. And then I'm like, <laughs> oh, damn nabbit. <laughs> I but got you, I got you. <laughs> you got me hooked on that. But, but to be honest, that stretched me the most in this book yeah. because the moment where y- you you say that uh, the the one part of you that was cradled on the couch yeah. and thinking that okay i have to forgive this person you know and it's really yeah. it was the other way around in your words that forgiveness takes away the expectation of persecution or punishment and man that's the gospel message in a nutshell yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It, it is. It is the, I believe, you know, after writing this book, I, I I'd love to write a book just on forgiveness, because I honestly believe that forgiveness holds the key to freedom. It just, it just does. And, and again, kind of how backwards you were talking about, you know, I, I just think about when I was sitting in that chair in John's library and he just said, no, like, Oh, I, and then I, I also, you know, thinking like, oh, I have to forgive that part of me. This is my thought, right? Mm-hmm. I have to forgive the part of me that ruined my life. And he's like, no, actually, you ask that
0: part of you for forgiveness. That was, that's when it flipped. Yeah, that's that's, when it that out. was the part that, I mean, and, and the journey that we've been taught that, okay, you just need to, uh, Pack this away. You need to kill this part of you. You need to do what Paul says: take it captive, and you need to make it obedient. You know, no. With John, I mean, what was what was stretching for me was the embracing of that and yeah. the freedom that came, that comes from that.
2: Yeah, it. it you know, and and I, I I didn't go to seminary. I you know I, I'm actually I'm like a, a a rookie Holy Spirit guy. Like, oh, I'm just like a beta test on my own life. Like, I'm just like, I'm walking around. It's like a, like just a I test on my old Bible says, it, and I'm gonna give it a shot. John says, it, and I'm going to give it a shot. And when, when the, when the absolute physical manifestations of anxiety in my life, the heart palpitations, the dizzy, all of, when those things literally left, when I, when I asked for forgiveness from that part of me and asked that part of me to come back and reconcile into the place in my heart that it belongs, when I when my when my wife asked me two days later like why haven't you complained about heart palpitations I'm like they because they're gone like when those things went away I mean that 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 was it the the check was signed for me I I realized okay there was such um I, I mean then I went I went into like even far, farther research into into the psychological aspects of forgiveness like looking at like secular psychologists and what they're saying and how even secular psychologists don't even know what they're telling you to do is biblical, but it actually is. You know, that's why it works. Um, it it did. It it strikes me. I mean, if it stressed you reading it, imagine me who like <laughs> I, I walk into this guy's office and he's like, Oh yeah, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to ask a part of you to forgive you so that then it can come back into you and that this is gonna fix things. I'm like, You're crazy, man. This is the stupidest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. Um but boy I mean, if if John just wasn't right, man, and Now I'm telling you, it's all I can do. It's all I want to do. I just want people, all I want to do is interhealing with people. All I want to do is get people in my living room um, and help them find freedom from whatever it is. And, you know, forgiveness isn't always the key, but I'd say in my unscientific mind, seven out of 10 times it is seven out of 10 times. Like it is
0: unforgiveness that is keeping us from, um, from true freedom. So, you know, the, um, the, process of forgiveness and the going down this road of of forgiving yourself and, um, you know, embracing all parts of you, it doesn't mean that everything's going to be blue skies. And, and so tell us a little bit, I hate to use the word maintenance, but, but tell, me, sure. tell me the, uh, you know, I mean, it's like when Jesus dies on the cross, there's this point of justification, this legal declaration that we are forgiven. Now we, we live into what it means to be forgiven. When my children yeah. were born, they, bec- they received my last name before they knew how to act. And I yeah. think that there's this okay. process.
2: There is a process. There is you know, I, I I always when when I you know, the book's fairly new, so I haven't preached a whole many a whole bunch of sermons on on it, but I make sure that I really nail down the point every time I'm somewhere and speaking on this that John ten ten, life to the full, life with abundance does not mean that life is amazing. Like, like that's not what life to the full is. That's not what life with abundance is. That's actually not even what like freedom looks like. Like we're still living in a broken, fallen world with warfare and so all life to the full and all abundance means and all freedom really means is that even in the midst of your trauma in the midst of your trials in the midst of like the darkest of dark places which we will still go through because we are still in a fallen world in those places you can have abundance in those places you can have freedom and that's what I've realized is it has been the most giving for me you know when when my daughter Sohaila was in the hospital for 21 days and we didn't know what was wrong with her it was the darkest of dark seasons for me. But in like day 14 in the hospital, you wouldn't believe the peace and the freedom that I had there. And I thought, this is John ten ten. This is what, what life to the full is. This is that like, like this, what I'm feeling right now, is exactly what he's talking about there. This access to, um, to freedom in, in the dark is, right. is, 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 is what it's about. And so, um, yeah, it's, we're going to go through seasons. Some seasons are going to feel amazing. Some feelings aren't going to feel amazing. But again, the gospel isn't dependent on how we feel. So whether we feel good or not, uh, the gospel's still true. And um, I'm just grateful that I finally got to a place in my life where, um, in the highs and in the lows, um, my uh, I've realized that the access to the power of Holy Spirit is uh, doesn't change. It doesn't change, and so I'm able to tap into it. And so yeah, maintenance. Uh, I think that I think that is a good word. You know, my in my book before this one called Kill the Spider, I talk about you know, a spider's an agreement you've made with a lie and a cobweb is a medicating behavior. Just because you kill the spider doesn't mean that other spiders aren't going to be birthed. Doesn't mean that you, ha- you 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 don't stop killing the spiders. Like you may have big spiders, big agreements that you've made, like in childhood that are affecting your adult life and you can kill those things. But every single day still, you're going to have to keep killing small spiders all day long. So uh, you it's a very active faith. Like where so many people, Christians are living a very um, just laid back, um con- consuming faith and and that's not it like we have to be active we have to be out we have to be looking around for the enemy that's here to steal kill and destroy not bother annoy and irritate you <laughs> yeah. you know like, like we've got to be on guard and so uh i i, I love i love that question because it, it leads us into a place of okay this is not something that i do and it's done this is something that i do and i do and i do and i do and i do
0: mm. that's right i love uh what jesus told his disciples in john 14 uh, let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also me and my father's house are many rooms, if, you know, and, and, and the crux of that was not the details about where Jesus was going. The crux is that is I'm going to come back so that you may be and take you so that you may be with me. So the presence of God is what we as Christians Um, with the power of that Holy Spirit, reminding us, being that guarantee, as Paul writes, to um, bring us to this place where we start to comprehend more that depth, that width, that um, tremendous love that God has for us, that becomes a day-to-day moment. Um, Jesus said, you want to be my disciples? Daily deny yourself. Yep, absolutely. I love that. I love
1: that. Well, how is Sohailia?
0: She is, she's
2: probably 70% back, you know, like it was, it was a brutal, um, season on her lungs. And, uh, she is, you know, and so I tell people all the time, I was like, she's 70% back. She could exist at 70% the rest of her life. Like she could, she could work, she could have kids, she could, uh, but she knows what a hundred percent feels like. And so why in the world would she ever stop at 70%? Why in the world would she not? Go for a hundred if that's what scripture tells us is possible, will it happen i don't know, but scripture tells us that it could so let's not let's let's not sit on maybe it won't <laughs> why why right. will, we, will we do that when we're promised that maybe it can and so you know see the seventy percent we're we're believing for full healing um and yeah I mean she's in college got a boyfriend she's living her living her best life so.
1: <laughs> uh, my you know that because I listened to your you with Annie downs. Um what back in June I guess. Um and my son had a brain tumor when he was two. Yeah. And um he's fourteen years clean, so he's about to be seventeen and um living for living and expecting and believing that, I mean, cause he has some limitations, um, physically and, and whatnot, but living in those expectations of what God has promised and what you believe he can do and waiting in that, in the midst of that. And just something that you said about, um, what do we miss? What do mm. we miss when we don't expect? And I love your reference. You, you're a fly fisherman Yep, and my husband is as well. And, I see so much when you were talking about it. <laughs> Jim tried to teach me one time to fly fish. It did not go well. Um,
2: uh,
1: because he was like, you just know. I'm like, well, when do I let it go? Well, you just know when to let it go. I was like, well, what? Well, how do I know? You'll feel it. Well, what does it feel like? It feels like you yeah. need to let go. And I'm like, I don't know what yeah. you're talking about. But you saying, I didn't know I loved this. Yeah, I didn't know that I was born to be a fly fisherman. And if you had yeah. kept saying no, I don't want to go with you. That sounds like stupid and it's a waste of my time. I don't want to wade in that water with that. Um,
2: I, yeah, I can't imagine what life would be like not knowing. I mean, just how many, when we can obviously attach our souls to this, how many people are just, they're, they're just going through life, not even knowing what they were actually created to love, not even knowing what they were actually created uh, to do to, to fight, to encounter the presence of Holy spirit. I mean, in, when I'm waist deep in the water every week now, I mean, it's almost every week now. I sometimes twice a week, that is where I encounter Holy spirit. And I, I did not know that that was what God created me to do until I slowed down enough to realize it. And we're just, we're hustle, hustle, hustle. And when we hustle, we don't hear. Um, And I I just, I feel bad for people that, that um, haven't, haven't had that. It's not, it's not fly fishing
0: for everybody. But thank goodness. down down enough to realize that they were created for more. I think one of the um, the takeaways from your book, and there's so many for on so many different levels, was uh, centered around this this idea that many Christians live in the present thinking that it is their job to keep themselves holy, their job to keep themselves, uh, um, have their own strength to work up they enough uh, courage to step out. When in fact, um, you use the word sin management. That's what people find themselves do. They, they, they say, okay, I'm going to try to make sure I don't do this and I don't do that. And at the end of the day, it's like reading pilgrim's regress by CS Lewis where John is like saying, okay, I got this three by five card and i if i do all these things after 3 days cs lewis says john felt so exhausted and tired we're yeah. missing what we're we're missing out on this idea of of resting of saying god you know part of our relationship with god is allowing ourselves to lay our burdens on on him and when you start seeing how jesus responded to these pushbacks against his life in a very physical and real way, I mean, you can't help but say, okay, what did he do? What did he do? And when you say that Jesus, when he prayed, never prayed the problem, he prayed the promise. And, and then my mind just starts going, oh, that's what David did. You read the Psalms, yeah. you know, my enemies, my enemies, my enemies, but it always led itself to the steadfast love endures forever. And and in those moments of reflection, he was able to go back to a place to hear God speak back, man, I'm with you. I'm not going to yeah. leave you and I'm not going to leave yeah. you. I mean, how would you, what would you say to Christians to encourage someone just to say, hey, don't look down the road so far, just the next step, yeah. what you know is right next. Just take this step, faith. Take this step in yeah. trust, at least, for yeah. a moment.
2: You know, the, the that that next step, it is so hard for us to uh, to not look way down. You know, I mean, we, you know, the Americanized church, you know, or just American in general in the last 100 years, always five-year plans and 10-year plans, and like, what do, we, what do you want to accomplish with your life? And I'm like, gosh, God, what if the way to catch up with God's will for your life isn't by speeding up, but by slowing down. Amen. And, and if you slow down, um, that is when you're, that's when you're going to hear, you know, and then, and this, you know, to the point of praying the promise, um, I'm glad you mentioned David, because, you know, I don't want people to, to think that just because I'm always saying, Hey, pray the promise. Don't pray. The problem doesn't mean that I, I'm not ever like, God, help me. You know, like, like there's, there's moments where we're desperate. You know, but what I love about David is, is he went from desperate to finding the promises of God and then covering that desperation up with the promises of God. And so, you know, if you got to, you know, get the problems out, get them out, but don't stop the prayer there. Always continue the prayer to where you can go. You know, open up the word of God. I use a little a little book um, I've got it here called uh, God's Creative Power in You by Charles Caps. It was written in like 1935. It's like a little pamphlet, like a twenty five page plant pamphlet with uh I think the guy was a farmer and just loved the Holy Spirit. And he just teaches you this principle. It's where I learned the principle of praying the promise. And he teaches you the principle. You can buy it on Amazon for like ninety-nine cents, it's a little pamphlet. Um I always have like five in my pocket so I can hand out to people um when they're when they're dealing with things. But what I do when I don't when I don't know the promises, when when maybe I don't have the scripture off the top of my head, I go to this little book and it's got like, you know, uh, if you're overwhelmed, if you're anxious, if you're, you know, worried, if you're dealing with physical things, if you're whatever it may be, I find the scriptures I, and I pray the promise over my life. And so, uh, yeah, you know, just make sure that, that you're uh, not trying to attack this thing full force, you know, just I, I think, again, slowing down, breathing, uh, and, then, and then looking at one thing at a time in front of you that, that you can begin to declare God's promises over. And I think that's going to, again, uh, bring healing in
0: a, in a fast way. Man, that's awesome spot on.
1: Well, and just that the word of God is living and active. Yeah. And it speaks in 1935, it was able to, he was able to write a book about it. And then here we are in 2020, gosh, needing every living and active word um, that's in there. Do you, you know, and I have to, because of, you know, since we're talking about the Holy Spirit, just the timing of your book coming out when it did and yeah. you being able to speak because that's how i found you or i've, I've only been a huge stalkerish fan of yours <laughs> since june but um oh. just in and i and I, again i think it was annie downs who was saying you know find the people that have the truth so that you can see from there you know um see from their perspective and get their truth and see what it's like to be, and I think you were talking about your son and um, what it's like to watch him walk out in the world and those things. And I just have thought as I've read Moment Maker and Inner Wild, gosh, what a time for these words mm. to be out there.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I obviously I didn't write the book knowing there would be a global pandemic when it came out. <laughs> and and I, was, I was, you know, I was freaking out along with the publisher, you know, but then it, I'm talking about if there was ever... Ever a wild time to walk out into to enter. If there was ever wild that, that we as believers are called to step into, uh, and not, not just hang out in our bunkers below in our basement until 2020 is over. No, like we're called to enter wild. We're not called, you know, to be mild and to wait it out. Like we're supposed to be the hands and feet of Jesus at the front lines of injustice at the front lines of all of these critical, crucial conversations. And so I, I mean, I, you know, and the end of the book again, I mean, it did, it did incredible. I think people were ready for a word like this. Um, and yeah, and I'm excited to, you know, kind of see over the next few years what this, you know, what, what this message of interest and into war into wild uh, can really do for people in their lives.
1: Yeah. Cause there's so much fear and uncertainty and um, gosh, just so much, so much, so much. Like you yeah. were saying about um, we consume more in a day than, yeah our grandparents did ever, (laughs) like in their whole lives Um, and how it's in our face all the time.
2: I just found another new study that just came out that said, uh, because we use our phones as our alarm clocks in bed, um, and when we wake up, we don't get out of bed. We, We swipe our alarms off and then we start to scroll and we hit our notifications that the amount of information we consume in 15 minutes before our feet hit the floor was more information than our great grandparents consumed in a month. And so, you know, and, and we wonder why we can't hear the voice of God. You know? <laughs> while we're exhausted.
0: <laughs> yeah. Thank you for putting in the back near the end of the book the this is not a math equation because right before i read that i was like okay now i want to go over all the things that he said and i want to make a flow chart because i am i have a very linear mind and i was like this step by here step this step this step um it's not this formula that we uh we process and we evaluate because that's done from a distance all math yep. and all research. I mean, that's all done for a distant from a distance. But I gotta tell you that there's many times that I woke up in the morning and I had these great intentions of doing something, and then I get doing something else, and I get done to something else, and it, it's wrapped in this nice pretty bow of look what God has done in here, but there's no yep. no substance. But that pushback from the enemy you know, I don't get any pushback if I want to binge watch Brooklyn nine, nine on, on TV or play this, this game. I don't, there's no internal fight or war inside of me, but every time I want to pray with family or read, get up, you know, read scripture and do, it just seems like it's this internal war, you know, and ah, you got to remind yeah. yourself of that. The God who's in you is greater than he that's in the world, but it's, it, if that doesn't become proof that there is spiritual warfare and we need that Holy Spirit to uh, lead us, guide us, because what we learn today, what we study today, God knows we're going to need tomorrow or next week or next month. Man, it can become yeah. so integ- uh, integrated into our, our faith journey.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, when, when I'm when I'm journaling in the morning and I'm asking what it is that I need to read today, um, <clears throat> I quickly realized that many times— you know, sometimes it was like I I'd, I'd, I'd hear John two four or something, and I'd open it up, and it had to do exactly with what I was dealing with. And I was like, "Whoa, this is amazing!" But many times, you know, I get I get a scripture, you know, that I'm like, "What? What does this have to? What What does this scripture in the Old Testament about someone cutting someone's ear off have to do with anything <laughs> that I'm going to?" But 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 I still I still write it down, and I still journal it, and I still and because I journal it, in three weeks, when I'm dealing with something, and all of a sudden it's like, bam. That's exactly why the Lord led me to that scripture. It wasn't for today. It was for something that was coming in a few weeks that I never would have gotten to had I not asked Holy Spirit that morning, right? And so like just getting that, that specific and, and really using, um, I, I'm a big, just big fan of journaling, like using the, this, this time in the morning to recalibrate my mind. Like I've got a daily prayer in the back of the book that I pray every single day. I've almost got it memorized. I've been praying it for five years Every single day, and I pray it every day because when I go to bed at night, I may feel like the greatest Christian on the planet, but by the time I wake up in the morning, sometimes I feel like an atheist. Like I'll, I'll wake up and I'm like, God, you don't, I, I don't even know if you exist. And <laughs> I, I open up my journal and I, I pull it out and I just start praying and I consecrate and I just, I'm just consecration, just giving your, you're giving everything to God, you know, for the day. Um, and that, that's just for me another way for me to make sure that um, that I'm set up. I'm setting up a runway for kind of holy
0: spirit to land on or to take off on on a daily basis the beautiful thing is is that god invites us to participate and how many times that goes with us out without us even recognizing those glimpses of grace all around us we get to participate in this
1: yeah Yeah. love it well and you know we're he wants that (laughs) Yeah, he he desires that from us. He wants that that encounter with us. He wants as you know, as you say, Carlos, that conversational intimacy and that exchange with us. And gosh, it just blows my mind every time I think about it. How important we are to him.
2: <laughs> Absolutely, it, it is. Oh man, it it literally. I mean, just you even saying that, just how important we are to him, just just infuses such hope and joy in my chest you know, it's, it's so good. It really
0: is. Carlos, uh, what are you working on for your next book?
2: That's a great question. You know, I, um, uh, I better figure that out in the next three months because I, my book proposals do, um, <laughs> to my publisher, but I, I'm honestly like, like, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about taking the, the, the idea, um, of, you know, and I tapped on it on an enter rest, but, but what, um, what the, what the all of this information, what we're consuming, how it actually is detrimental to our souls and what it is that we've got to do uh, yeah. to rescue our souls again. Because, you know, I've, I've leaned a lot more into data and study on on just the amount of content that we're consuming and how we weren't created to consume the amount of content we're consuming and going back to how, how God created our souls in the Garden of Eden and accelerating to what, what's happening, you know, on a daily basis. The the, the amount of stuff that, uh, the amount of, you know, anxiety and depression that's coming out, like all of these things are interlinked. Um, and so I, I think it is going to be a book on on rest. I think it is going to be an entire book on, I think by the time it comes out, we're going to have, you know, hopefully the pandemic will have just ended. We're going to kind of be in a, in a new season. I think people are going to be like they are now, but really exhausted. And so, you know, helping people kind of enter into that season, uh, what it looks like to really rest not not just have a section of a book but an actual entire book on it is what I'm what I'm thinking right now it may change uh, but that that's kind of what it looks like
1: well we need that because we sure don't know what God means when he says you will enter into rest we don't know yeah. what he means about that no
0: no we don't we don't we don't carlos thank you uh for joining us and and thank you for um uh being vulnerable thank you for being honest and um uh, I highly recommend Enter Wild. Um, started reading the other two, uh, but uh, Enter Wild really stretched me, and I I really appreciate that.
1: I'm, oh man, well, I'm a Moment Maker yeah. fan. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a Moment Maker fan. I love Enter Wild. Yeah. That that got me hooked. But gosh, Moment Maker, wow, gosh, awesome. I can't even I can't even talk about it. <laughs> that's, that's I'll start indeed. to
2: cry. That's the first one, you know, that's my baby. So that's the one that got me into this in, in this writing thing and uh, I'm always uh you know because I wrote it in two thousand fourteen. Uh obviously you know, as new books come out, you know, more conversations happen around those things. But uh whenever uh I see somebody online or something put a picture up of them reading Moment Maker and I was like, Oh my god, that's my baby <laughs> <First one. laughs>
1: That's right. Oh,
0: well, um Emily uh texted me last night and um last evening and said you need to read the last chapter. I said I mean, I'm thinking to myself, read the last chapter. I mean, let's like going into <laughs> the end of uh, halfway through a movie. And and I reluctantly agreed, but uh your conversation and your experience with Danny, um I actually had to go, no, this can't be happening. I did go to YouTube and I found it. Uh it, it's man, that was amazing. That was that was that was um moments that uh that god wants to use to make his kingdom uh come on earth as it yeah. is in heaven
1: but you were already no. pretty wild before you ever got to right. enter wild well, man, i was about to actually say that that those the moment maker is
2: really like enter wild you know it it, it, it was before i knew why moments were happening is you know i wrote it before i really tapped into the power of holy spirit and so you know looking back going like wow like like this I was living the wild already. I didn't even—I didn't even know what it was. Um, but yeah, it's just so fun. It's just so fun to go back and look at that.
0: Carlos, thank you. Thank you for joining us. We wish you well and pray uh, for God's blessing on your ministry, your your family, and uh, those who come in contact with you. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, thank you guys so much. Thank good
1: you. Good You're my best You're friend. <laughs> yes,
0: we are. All right. Take care. Thank you. All right. yeah. All right, bye. And our thanks to you for joining us uh, on this podcast. Uh, we really appreciate it. And our prayer is that God would continue to remind you that you are His and He is yours. God bless.